Well, the text that you saw there in the bumper comes from Ecclesiastes chapter 3. And Solomon, the wisest man who ever lived, God gave him an extraordinary amount of wisdom, uh, writes that passage to help us understand that life is full of seasons. Let's go back and just look at that text one more time. Starting in verse 1 of Ecclesiastes chapter 3, Solomon says that there's an occasion, maybe we would say there's a season for everything and a time for every activity under heaven, a time to give birth and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to uproot, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to tear down and a time to build, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to throw stones and a time to gather stones, a time to embrace and a time to avoid embracing, a time to search and a time to count as lost, a time to keep and a time to throw away, a time to tear down and a time to sow, a time to be silent and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, a time for war and a time for peace. So when we think about seasons in our lives, that's what Solomon is getting at here, that God has ordered the world by seasons where every year on the earth we see spring and we see summer and we see fall and we see winter and then spring again. And maybe you see them a little bit better depending on where you live. But we see these seasons as a God-ordered design in the world. And so in this series that we're calling Seasons of the Soul, what we mean there is that just like those four seasons of the year, God has ordered our lives by very similar seasons. Um, We can have spring where there is beginnings and anticipation. We can have summers where there's a time for work and rest. We can have fall where it's a harvest and a celebration of all that has happened. And then we've all experienced winter where there are endings and preparation for what is to come next. Now, I think it's important, though, as we kind of begin this series talking about seasons of the soul and we describe these different seasons in our lives, that we kind of understand that these can look two different ways. The first way is very much larger in scope. I'm going to call those macro seasons. Uh, That is that all of us go through different seasons of our life as we grow up. For instance, you know, we would look at our childhood as spring and then uh, maybe summer is when you move into that early adulthood and begin to be a parent. We would say fall is when the kids leave home and you're once again an empty nester. And then winter is the aging process that takes us toward the end of life. And so in those macro seasons, we all go through them. uh, But once we pass one, we, we don't go back to it again. However, I think there's also what we may say are micro seasons in our life, uh, ones that are more limited in their scope and they come and go often. Uh, That is, we all have seasons of spring where there's these things going on in our lives, these new beginnings, and then we may move to summer and then we may move to fall and then we may move to winter and then back to spring. And all those may happen twice or more in one calendar year. So when you think of seasons, don't just think stage of life. Think that every moment of your life that God is doing something and he's ordered those seasons in your life to help accomplish his purposes. Um, And and we brought out, some of our pastors did during our Tuesday meetings that, you know, maybe you're in different seasons and different places of your life. Well, so so what is the point then uh, of this series if we're going to be talking about these different seasons in our life? Uh, Here's what I would say. We believe that God has ordered seasons in the world, right? They are divinely ordered process for how the earth 
uh, moves forward, and, and that he does the same thing in our lives. But why does he do the same thing in seasons in our lives? It's because God uses those specific seasons, those springs, summers, falls, and winters to work in us and to grow us in very specific ways. So, for instance, what God does in your life in spring may look different than what God is doing in your life in winter. And I think that it's important for us to understand these seasons so that we can have a better sense of what God is doing. And even more than that, we can learn how to move with him through whatever season we find ourselves in. Uh, That reminds me of the words of Paul in Ephesians chapter 5. Paul in Ephesians chapter 5 verse 15 says, Pay careful attention then to how you walk, not as unwise people, but as wise, making the most of the time. Maybe for our purposes, we would say making the most of the season because the days are evil. So don't be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. So that's what we're going to do in the series is we're going to look at each of these four seasons, spring, summer, fall, winter, and try to answer some basic questions. Well, what is that season? What is God doing in that season? How do we partner with God in what he's doing in that season? And let you hopefully identify where you're at in life on a macro scale and where you're at in life on a more micro scale. What season are you in right now? So let's hop right in this week and look at that first season, the season of spring. So maybe thinking about spring, the first question we have to answer is, well, does the Bible even talk about spring? And if you use a Bible search, a Google, whatever, you can find, yeah, there are references to spring in the Bible. Maybe one of the best pictures of spring in the Bible uh, comes from Song of Solomon. And as soon as I say Song of Solomon, if you have small kids in the room, you cover their ears. But that's not one of these passages. This is what uh, the author of Song of Solomon says. He says in verse 10 of chapter two, my love calls to me, arise, my darling, come away, my beautiful one. For now, the winter is past. The rain has ended and gone away. The blossoms appear in the countryside. The time of singing has come, and the turtle dove's cooing is heard in our land. The fig tree ripens its figs. The blossoming vines give off their fragrance. Arise, my darling. Come away, my beautiful one. I I think that is a picture of spring, right? Of spring in the nation of Israel. Spring where there is a renewed excitement. There's a looking forward to what's ahead. Hey, we've been cooped up all winter. Let's get up. Let's go away. Let's do something. Let's enjoy the spring. And I think it is important that we learn how to enjoy those seasons of spring that God gives to us in our lives. So, If we've said that God brings about these seasons to do specific things, then what is God doing in spring? What does God look to do in our lives during spring? Uh, There's probably a bunch of answers to that question, but for me, I think there's two primary things that God does in our lives in springs. Number one, God brings about new beginnings, right? There are beginnings in springs. The flowers bloom, the fig tree ripens, uh, that there's new things happening, new growth taking place. Really, spring is the beginning of beginnings. Everything is ready to grow and to bloom. And when we think about beginnings, right, beginnings are fun. Beginnings uh, feel good. Beginnings are uh, what gets us up out of bed looking forward to the day, whether it's the beginning of a new job, right? Hey, I'm excited about this that's laying ahead of me. The beginnings of a new relationship, uh, a new birth brought into the family. Uh, I just welcomed my nephew into the world a couple of days ago. Those are springs. There's beginnings, and we are meant to enjoy them. 
Uh, look at what the prophet Isaiah says in Isaiah chapter 43, verse 18. He says, don't remember the past events. Pay no attention to the things of old. Look, I'm about to do something new. Even now it is coming. Do you not see it? Indeed, I will make a way in the wilderness, rivers in the desert. I, I love that. The idea that God enjoys doing new things. God loves beginnings. It is God who began all of creation by speaking it into existence. In the spring, God brings beginnings. And I think the second thing is with those beginnings come anticipation. Right, And we heard that in Solomon's voice when he is anticipating going away with his beloved, going away to experience the freshness and newness, the beginnings of spring. Um, I think the truth is that when we are in the season of spring in our lives, that with that spring comes just a lot of exciting possibilities about what's out there about what's waiting for us, what could happen, all the good things that may come in the days, months, or, or years ahead, right? So, so spring has a sense of anticipation about these new good things that are coming our way. Uh, but I think that we need to be very leery, maybe of a hidden trap here. While spring is about beginnings and while it is about anticipation, we can get caught up looking so far down the road in anticipation of what may happen that we cease to be present in the season God has us in for the here and now. And I think that we've all maybe uh, experienced that. If you have had kids that are grown leaving the house and maybe those kids have kids now, you've probably told them, said, hey, enjoy it while they're little. They're not going to be little long. And that parent looks at you with sleep deprived eyes, pulling their hair out of their head and said, I'm just ready for them to go to college. But you say, no, don't look so far ahead of what's coming that you don't enjoy what's here right now. Jesus himself said it best in Matthew chapter 6, verse 34, where he said, don't worry about tomorrow because tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Don't, don't, don't be so excited with anticipation about what might happen that you cease to live in what is happening. I think those are two of the big things that God does in spring. He creates beginnings. He brings anticipation. So then maybe the question that you need to learn how to answer is, well, how can I tell if I'm in spring? Like right now in my life, how do I know if that's a season that I'm in? Uh, the first I would say is look for new in your life. If you're in spring, there's probably going to be a lot of new. If there's a lot of new, it means you're in spring. We already said, maybe it's a new job. Maybe it's a new relationship. Maybe you just moved into a new house or moved to a new city. Maybe it is a new birth or a new whatever. With new comes spring, with spring comes new. So what is there new in your life right now? Um, how do you tell if you're in spring? Look for excitement right? Spring is full of excitement. There's just a joy. When, when spring comes around after a long winter, you just want to be outside and be in the sunlight and do all the things. The reason that spring cleaning is a thing is not because people enjoy cleaning, but because people are just thankful for spring, right? So, so is there excitement in this season of your life? Uh, and, and then maybe finally, how do I tell if I'm in spring? Um, are there a lot of possibilities out there? You know, see, for me, I think that this is a, a big thing. Um, many times in life, the possibilities ahead of us really narrow in a lot of ways, like the choices, uh, the opportunities in front of us narrow. But in spring, it just feels like there's limitless possibilities. 
Like we, we just don't know what's going to come next and we're excited about it. It's that idea of anticipation. So if you want to see if you think you're in spring right now, uh, what, what is happening new in your life? Is there a lot of new? Uh, is there a lot of excitement? Are there a lot of possibilities? If you can say yes to those things, chances are that maybe it's a micro season, but you are in spring right now. So spring is all flowers and sunshine, right? That was a pun intended. Literally, spring is all flowers and sunshine. But what about the dangers of spring? Because I do think there are dangers that come with each of these seasons. I think there's dangers that if we don't look out for, uh, they can get us more than we can take advantage of the season. So what are the dangers of spring? Uh, I think, number one, when it comes to spring, I think one of the dangers is, is that we enjoy the possibilities without taking advantage of the present moment. What I mean by that is this. Let's just think maybe this is a stage of life of spring that you're in. Maybe you're watching this and you're a high school student, a college student. Maybe you're getting ready to begin your career and you're looking at all the possibilities that are out there and you get this new job and they say, wow, we're really glad you're part of this company. You're gifted. You're talented. We're glad you're here. And immediately think you think you should be a C-suite executive. You need to have the corner office. You can't wait till you have five assistants to bring you coffee. And then a month later you get fired because you're not doing the job they hired you for. Like I think that's one of the dangers of spring, but it's not just in that very caricatured idea of a young person looking down the road. I think it's true of all of us. When we are in spring, oftentimes we get so caught looking down the road that we don't take advantage of the time we have now. We don't live in the present moment. We don't handle the tasks that are before us. We don't do the things now that are going to help us get to where we need to go later. Another danger of spring. Um, I think with spring and all the growth and excitement that comes with spring, maybe there's a temptation for us to expect constant growth, right? We think that everything should always be spring. When the truth is, that's just not how it works. That's not how God designed the world. It's not spring constantly. There's going to be summer. There's going to be fall. There's going to be winter. And you can't always expect to live in spring, and we can't always expect constant growth. I I pulled a quote from an article I thought would be helpful. The author says, We live in a culture that tells us it's always spring. It's always an opportunity for growth. We should always be growing. That's not true. Nature has a word for things that are growing out of control. Do you know what that word is? It's cancer. Cancer is a group of cells that are growing out of control, and we live in a culture that says you should always be busy, always growing, always starting something new, always anticipating, always in this anxious kind of effort to make something new happen. But that's not healthy, and that's not realistic. There are seasons of growth, but often they are just seasons. I I think that's such a good word for us today is that when God brings a season of growth into our life in whatever area of that life uh, that the growth is happening, we should be thankful for it. We should enjoy it. We should give God praise for it, but we shouldn't expect it to go on forever because you can't always live in spring and there can't always be constant growth. So then last question, maybe the most important question for us in light of all of this, If I'm in spring right now, what should I do during spring? 
right? If this is what God does during spring, what should I do during spring? If these are the dangers of spring, how do I avoid those dangers and partner with God in what he's doing in my life during the season? Um, you know, one, one big thing, let me just leave you this. If you don't get anything else from the message today, maybe get this. We should work now for a harvest later. If you think that you're in spring, if there's a lot of new, if there's a lot of excitement, there's a lot of possibilities, work now for a harvest that comes later. You see, spring is the start of new things. It's the planting of new seeds. It's the anticipation of new outcomes. It's a new harvest. And spring is a lot of work. And maybe we don't think that. It's not just all about the enjoyment. It's a lot of work. Yes, there's a lot of excitement, but there's a lot of work that has to go along with that excitement. You have to break the ground. You have to plant the seed. You have to make sure that it's watered well. You have to prepare for there to be a harvest come the fall. And listen, you have to do it in the spring because the summer's going to be too late. Just imagine the farmer who waits till the middle of summer to plant a crop and think they're going to get a harvest in the fall. It's just not going to happen. If we don't take advantage in the spring of doing the work now, we're not going to have a harvest later on in our life. If you're in that season of life of spring, what are you doing now that's going to get you where you want to be when you're 50, right? Maybe if it's a micro season of your life, things are great. It's all good. You're, you're enjoying it. What are you doing now to set you up for when this season ends? Summer's too late to plant. Fall's the time of harvest. Winter is when things get laid, lean. But in spring, it's time to work. It's a time of beginnings, but it's a time of work. So here's the question that I want to ask you. And I want you to really think about this. Even if you need to pause this video and think about it for just a minute. What are you investing in now that is going to bear fruit for you later? What are you preparing for now that is going to bear fruit for you later? You see, I think that's a really tough question, if we're honest, because for most of us who live in this part of the world, in this culture, this moment in history, man, we're just not good at delayed gratification. What we want, we want now. What we do, we want to see the results now. And so it is hard for us to realize that in this season of new beginnings and anticipation, that God may have designed it for us to work during the good times now, not for a result that happens right now, but for a harvest that he's going to bring in your life later. We need to relearn that idea of delayed gratification, that it's okay to put in the work now, even if we don't see the results until another season of our life. This is what Paul says in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 17. He says, For our momentary light affliction is producing for us an absolutely incomparable eternal weight of glory. For what we, so we do not focus on what is seen, but on what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. You know, when I read that, I immediately relate it to spring, right? Like the, the hard work now 
is going to be worth it because of the harvest it brings later. And Paul puts that in an internal perspective for us, right? The work that we do now in this life should be bearing fruit that's going to last in an eternity. But I even get another picture in my mind. I get the picture of a farmer who does nothing but plant wildflowers, right? In the spring, they plant wildflowers because it's sunny and the flowers are blooming and they're pretty and we want to enjoy them. But when the heat of summer comes, the flowers wilt and die. When fall rolls around, there's no harvest to bring in. And when winter comes, the cellars are empty. Are you planting flowers or are you planting seed that's going to bear a crop for harvest? What are you investing in now? that's going to produce fruit for you later. And I think that if you are in the spring in a good, enjoyable, exciting season of life where there are new beginnings and unlimited possibilities, one of the best things that you can do right now is learn to build spiritual habits in your life. What do I mean by spiritual habits? Learn to spend time every day in God's Word. Learn how to have a deep and nourishing prayer life. Make a commitment while things aren't crazy and hectic to build a rhythm of being in church and being in community. Elevate the importance of serving and generosity. Use this springtime to build spiritual habits. Because if you can build those spiritual habits now, when winter comes, you will have roots that run deep that can hold you through those long, dark nights. So if it's spring, enjoy it. If God has you in spring, be thankful. But if that's where you are right now, work today. Work now for a harvest that you're not going to see until later. Well, I hope you'll join us again next week as we dig into summer and look at what that looks like for us. But if you're in spring and you want to talk to somebody and you have more questions, feel free to reach out to us right now on Facebook, on the website, or maybe come to our website and contact us to set up a time to have coffee with one of our location pastors. I know they would love to talk to you no matter what season of life you're in. Let me pray for you. God, thanks for the time that you've given us today to look to your word. God, thanks for showing us how you have ordered this world and our life by seasons. I pray that you would help us be able to easily identify what season of life we're in and then that we would be able to take advantage of it and partner with you with what you are trying to do to grow us and shape us in this season. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.